Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. Speak the Word and wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. No enemy, no matter what it is, can stand in the presence of Jesus. No sickness, no poverty, not anything can stand in the front of our Lord Jesus. Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe, continuing her message titled, Crazy Faith. Speak the word. I want to talk about a person who had crazy faith and who obeyed the Lord and did as he was commanded. And let's begin in in, uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. We're going to talk about Elijah the prophet. Elijah confronted King Ahab with confidence. Elijah said, let's have a little contest here between Baal and the Lord. And Elijah said, since there are more people on the Baal team, we're going to let you go first. Amen. You know, because see, as we know, if we've read that, most of us, we know that there were two bulls, one for each one, one for the 450 prophets of Baal and one for Elijah. So Elijah told him, he said, you drag your bull out here and pray to your God uh-huh. to burn it up. Yes. Then Elijah said, after the prophets of Baal had a chance to prove the existence of their God, little letter, mm-hmm. Elijah said, I will prepare my bull and I will lay it on the wood on the altar, but not set fire to it. Amen. He said, let the games begin. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, he, he said, the team of Baal pulled their carcasses on stage. They danced around their bull. They prayed loudly to their God. And people watched closely, but nothing happened. And Elijah said, you're going to have to shout louder. He said, for surely he is God. Perhaps he is daydreaming or relieving himself. Or maybe he's away on a trip. They danced on stage all day long, but nothing happened. And then Elijah called to the people. He said, come on over here. And they crowded around. As he prepared the altar of the Lord that had been torn down because the altar of the Lord had been torn down. And I didn't go into all the details, but Elijah had come in and he had repaired the altar and he'd built it back up. In verse 36, it says, At the usual time for the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah, the prophet, walked up to the altar and he prayed. He prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. And immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull. It burned up the wood. Uh It burned up the stones and the dust. In verse 39, it says, And when all the people saw all this take place, they fell face down. Some translation says they prostrated themselves down on the ground and they cried out. The Lord, he is God. Hallelujah. And it says, and then Elijah commanded them. He said, seize all the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one of them escape. And I don't go into details, but they all died because he took them all out and they were killed. 
And as the people of Israel saw what the Lord God did when he brought down fire from heaven and burned up Elijah's sacrifice, they all fell down and cried, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Hallelujah. And saints, he's going to be returning soon to gather those who have accepted him as their Lord. Are you hearing me? In Revelation 22, 10, it says, The apostle John said, He told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll, because the time is near. In verse 13, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. He said, I am the beginning and I am the end. And brothers and sisters, all these things that we have been experiencing in the past couple of years is only the beginning of the end. We know that Jesus is coming back soon. And I would be remiss if I didn't get up and preach what he gives me to preach. You know, people must be reminded. They must know that there is an end. And all you have to do is just look around to know that it is close, that it is at the door. The Bible says in Revelation, it's at the door. That is close. Another thing the Lord has revealed to me is that he is going to be sending his word wrapped in different packages. In other words, there will be messengers that will not be packaged the way we're used to seeing them. As an example, I'm real guilty of this. As a matter of fact, a lot of the messages that the Lord gives me, I'm guilty of. And I don't mind saying I'm guilty of stuff. He reminded me that there are several times that I might flip the TV or I might do something on the radio or whatever, and I wouldn't watch them because of the way they were dressed or maybe the way they looked, you know, the way they spoke, or maybe the background on their studio, you know? And so not too long ago, I was on my treadmill, as usual, trying to get up there every morning, and always listen to the word. Uh, well, 99% of the time I'm listening to the word I'm on the treadmill. I was listening to the word, and, and this person came across the screen. And I listened about two minutes, and I thought, oh, my gosh. It wasn't in the right package. Okay. You know, I'm thinking it's not dressed the way I think it should be. And so he impressed upon me to go back and listen to it. So I did. I listened to that message. It was a good word. And they have a different way of delivering it. In other words, a different package. But it's all God. It's all God. And that's what you want. And in order to receive from God, from the Lord, we're going to have to get outside of our box to receive the message that he has for us. You know, I have a granddaughter, Eliza Kay. And she can only receive her nourishment in two ways, from breast milk or bottle milk. Eliza's not able to chew and digest a piece of pork chop. If you were to place a piece of pork chop in front of her, she would just probably slap it or throw it at you. She's only five months old, but I'm sure she could throw it. But as we mature, we need to be able to receive in different ways. Eat different foods. Get nourishment from different packages. I believe this is true in receiving from God. I believe we are judgmental and critical of certain packages 
that holds God's word in packages that we don't like. So we don't accept it if it comes in a different package other than what we're accustomed to. However, as mature Christians, we should be able to discern what is of Christ and what is not. In other words, get past the packaging. The word discernment means to understand or know something through the power of the Holy Ghost. It includes, it includes perceiving the true character of people and the source and meaning of spiritual manifestations. Are you hearing me? And Acts 16, 18 is a very good example of this. It's a good example of discerning of Paul when he was discerning that woman that who kept following him that had a spirit on her. He, she followed him day after day after day. The Bible says day after day. So after a few days, the Bible says Paul got frustrated and that he turned around and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And when did it come out? Instantly. It left her. The Spirit left her instantly. Thank you, Lord. I thank God for the power that is in the name of Jesus. Saints, there are ways that we can become more discerning if we want to be a more discerning individual. One is by praying regularly. Seeking for companionship with the Holy Ghost. We can also be more familiar with that still, small voice, the voice of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Saints, I feel in my spirit that I needed to share these things with you so you won't miss out on what God wants you to hear. Amen. So that you can be prepared for whatever the devil sends your way and you can rest assured that he has just begun to try to destroy us. But we have nothing to fear. We have nothing Nothing. to fear. The God we serve is that very same God that Elijah was serving when he, when God commanded him to go out there and stand before those 450 prophets and that it turned out to be 850 prophets and he slaughtered them all. But also we have to understand sometimes we're going to get a little bit afraid. We also know after he completed that task, slaughtered them all, and Jezebel heard about it, she says, well, as surely as I'm living today, I'm going to get him. And he got scared, and he ran. He took off running. You know, so don't get down on yourself. If sometimes you feel get tempted, you don't have to be afraid, but you'll get tempted to be afraid sometimes. But just because the enemy tempts you to be doubtful or, or fearful doesn't mean that you have to receive it. Amen. The Bible says don't fret. Don't be anxious for anything. Amen. But through prayer and supplication, yes. seek him and he'll give you peace. Amen. We are going to get tempted to do a lot of things. But just because we're being tempted don't mean that we have to do it. Right. Are you hearing Amen. me? We have nothing to fear. The Bible tells us in Romans 8.31, What shall we say to these things? For if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. In closing, let me say this. Yes, we're going to need a lot of crazy faith to handle the things that Satan is bringing our way. 
However, we must be about the Lord's work, bringing in the lost, for there is still time. I know a month or two ago, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I was invited to speak down in uh, North Carolina. And at that time, and still is, I guess, I don't know, because I don't keep up with the virus. I don't think about the virus. I don't keep up with it. I just don't go down that road. Got invited to speak down there, and, and it was worse there, it seemed, than anywhere. I was tempted not to go. But then the Lord brought that verse back to me, that he has no favor in those that draw back. He would have had no favor in Elijah if he said, Lord, are you kidding me? You're talking 450 men. But but Elijah was so confident in his God that he said, well, bring on the other 400 too. So I went, delivered the word. Came back, and here I am again today. You know, you, you have to... I'm not saying be foolish. God give you a brain. Amen. He give you wisdom. Amen. Don't do things just because you want to do them. Mm. Only do them if the Lord tells you. And you'll know in your spirit if he's the one that's letting you know because like he let me know, Amen. he'll let you know too. Yes. However, like I said, we must be about the Lord's work, bringing in the laws while there's still time. In John chapter 4, verse 35, in the God Word translation, he says, don't you say, and this was a question mark. John was asking him, he said, don't you say that in four months the harvest will be here? He said, but I'm telling you to look and see. He said, the fields are ready to be harvested now. Every now and then I get the opportunity to go down to North Carolina and sometimes David and I get to go down there on Highway 58 when the cotton's in season. And I pick my share of cotton before the cotton machines were invented. These were the cotton machines. It didn't take an idiot going down the highway to look over to the left or the right. The fields were white with cotton. In other words, it was ready to be harvested. And if you left it out there, it's going to rot and mold. From all the rain and the weather. And so we have to know that he's saying now that the time, the harvest is here now. And if we don't get out there and harvest them, they're going to be like that cotton. If they don't get out there and pick it, it's going to rotten and rust. Except in this case, you're talking about human lives. These human lives are going to go down to the pit of hell. There'll be no saving them. Are you hearing me? He says, I'm telling you to look and see that the fields are ready to be harvested now. Brothers and sisters, what better time than now when the whole world is hurting and in so much pain and so much confusion and in so much fear with so many that have lost their way and don't even know our Lord. A week or two ago, we did 20 episodes ministering to Pakistan. And uh, next week, we're doing 20 more episodes. And of course, we do for regular TV too. But did you know that over 90% of those people in Pakistan that we're ministering to never don't even know Jesus? They've never even heard of him. Amen. That's hard to believe, I know, but it's true. Amen. So you're ministering to people. There's a few that know the Lord and have accepted him, but they, they don't know him. So you're ministering to them and praying that through what you can say to them, Amen. that the Lord will 
speak to you and say something that will encourage them to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior so they won't be lost and also so they can go and maybe speak to their family or their neighbors or their friends. You know, there's always, always an opportunity if you're looking for it. If you ask the Lord to give you a spirit of awareness, say, I I do that. So the Lord just give me a spirit of awareness so that I can be more aware of what's going on around me. You know, because I wouldn't want... To see somebody that maybe I could have helped go bad. Today, so many people don't even, like I said, believe in a final day of judgment. You hear people making fun of Jesus all the time. They don't think there's a hell and a heaven. But I got news for you. They're going to find out. They might not find out while they're on this earth, but they will find out. John 16, 8 says, "And, And he talking about Jesus, he was, Jesus was the one that was talking, said, when he comes, we'll convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. And I'd like to declare to you today, in case you didn't know it, there is a revival spirit which is sweeping our world today. We are realizing a move of God that he has promised would come. He has been promising this, and it is coming. One more thing before I close. Saints, did you know that your name is listed in the Lamb's Book of Life? Thank you. Amen. According Thank you. to Luke 10, 20. Your name, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your name is now listed in the Lamb's Book of Life. Isn't that awesome? To know that your name is in that book. And that no one can take it out. And the day when Jesus comes back, unless your name is in that book, you're not going. You need to have your name in that Lamb's book of life. Praise God. He says in Luke 10, 18, in the God Word translation, Jesus said, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And he said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to destroy the enemy's power. He says, and nothing, he says, can hurt you. Jesus says, however, don't be happy that evil spirits obey you. I mean, that's just a natural thing because they have to obey you. He tells you that in Mark, uh, Luke 10, 19 that the evil spirits are subject to you. In other words, any evil spirit, whether it's fear, doubt, any any spirit, fear is a spirit. Doubt is a fear. All kinds of spirits, Mm. sexual spirit, all kinds of spirits. But all these spirits are subject to you. He said, don't be uh, excited about the fact that these spirits are subject to you. Mm. He says, but be happy. That your names are written in heaven. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He said, so be happy, saints. Be happy that your name is listed in the Lamb's book of life. And like I said, I didn't come to preach a hell and damnation message. But I do know that you've got to preach what the Lord gives you. Uh, I do know that I would not want to be disobedient. And I really would not want my name to disappear out of the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. You know, but people have to know, and I'm, I'm sure that all of you in here today already know the Lord, mm-hmm. that your names are already written in the Lamb's book of life, but there's millions of people that's going to hear this message, that their names are not listed in the Lamb's book Hallelujah. of life at this point, that don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
So well, you're not, I'm not only preaching to you. People are going to hear this word. All of you are participating in getting the gospel out because you allow me to come in here and preach this word so that others can benefit from this word. So this is what I'm saying. Everybody can participate. You don't have to be in India or Pakistan or wherever. All you have to do is to help somebody else that's trying to be there. I don't have to be there to preach the word, but I do have to have help and getting the word out. But I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is so heavy in here today. His presence is so heavy. His angels are standing behind me. You can't see them. But His angels are standing behind me with their swords drawn, watching over God's word to make sure that it gets out. And you are a part of it. And you are a part of it. And God sees that. And God blesses you for that. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. And with that special word, we've come to the end of our broadcast today with author, Bible teacher, and speaker, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, here on Speak the Word. In just a moment, Pastor Joe will be back with a special closing thought. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. It's secure and easy to make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card. One of our friendly staff is standing by right now, ready to answer your call. Our ministry telephone number is 855-505-2297. We're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. Do you need God's help perhaps like never before? In this book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves Him to act on your behalf. If today's events have you in fear and worry, this is the perfect book for you. God, Are You Listening? I Need Help by Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation of $10 or more. Just write to us at Speak the Word Ministry, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Our telephone number is 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. You can also email Pastor Joe and her team at Pastor Joe, that's J-O, at speakthewordministry.net. Again, that's Pastor Joe at speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a final word. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you for this awesome word that you have blessed me with. And Father God, I thank you that every time I speak, you continue to take the spirit of fear of man off of me. I thank you, God, that you continue to replace it with a spirit of boldness. And I thank you, Father, for the people here. Thank you, Lord, for the word that went out today. I thank you, Father, not only did the ones in here hear it, but millions of other people are going to hear this word and going to be blessed by this word. Father God, I speak blessings over this congregation. I speak blessings over it. Father, I pray that if there's anybody in here that's like in, that needs a 
any any help and they're fine and maybe they're experiencing a financial difficulty i don't know only you know these things father but if they are anybody in here experiencing this i pray heavenly father that you'll open up the windows your windows father and pour out blessings on them that they'll not have room to keep it all and Father, I pray too, if there's anybody in here with any kind of affliction in their bodies, any kind of pain in their bodies, yes. uh, right now in the name of Jesus and on the authority of the name of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, I speak to that pain. I speak to that foul inflection that the devil has put on them. And I come against that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. You foul demonic spirit of pain and affliction. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I come command you to flee their bodies and to flee it right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to go now and not return in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for anybody in here that's wrestling with fear. We take authority over that spirit of fear. We bind it up. We bind up that spirit of fear. We bind it up in the name of Jesus and we command it to go now in Jesus name. The doubt, we bind you up yes. in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that the God we serve yes. is an almighty, powerful God yes. that there is nothing too hard for, nothing too difficult for. And Father, I pray today that those that are in here today for their faithfulness for coming, I pray, Father God, that you will bless them in a special way, Lord, and that they will know where that blessing came from. Yes. And again, Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory. For it's in the name of Jesus, I praise you and I thank you. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. And join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word of God